Welcome to the Turning 30 podcast, a place where we talk about what it's really like to turn 30. I'm your host, life coach Emma Wilson, and I'm here to help you feel better, get unstuck, and be more confident in your 30s. Now, when I chose my life coaching niche many years ago, when I was just starting out and I was pivoting from career coaching, and I decided to focus on individuals in their 30s who were struggling and feeling left behind, I'd never actually heard of a Saturn return before. And for those of you listening who also haven't heard about it, well, then you're in for a treat with this episode, but I never heard of it before. I just chose this amazing niche based on my own personal experience and also coaching clients for a year. And it kept coming up again and again that 30 was a landmark age, you know, I'd hear things like, okay, next year I'm turning 30, so I want to have my life in order by then. Or I would hear, oh, I'm already 32, and I feel like I failed because I've not got my, you know, my dream job, or I'm not in a relationship. And I never knew what a Saturn return was, it just wasn't something that was in my atmosphere, in my sphere. So at some point, I must have been in the months following, somebody said to me, oh yeah, you're Saturn return, and I'm like, what's that? Sounds nice. Sounds like a movie. What does it mean? And when I actually read up on it and understood what it meant, I was really nicely surprised. And I have to say, hands on, you know, hands on heart here. I originally was extremely cynical about astrology or anything like that back in the day before I got into all of this work. And the concept of a Saturn return is actually something that really awakened me to astrology and the concepts that we can understand from it. I'm not going to explain what Saturn return is. Now I'm going to let my amazing guest expert tell you all about it. So I'm going to introduce her and then I'm just going to say a quick note about my brand new course, The Next Chapter in Love. So firstly, I'm really excited to be sitting down today with astrologer Alice she's actually the resident astrologer for British Vogue which is really exciting and through her work she aims to help others find their unique life path and trust in their personal timing which I think we can all agree is very very aligned with the work that I do really helping 30-somethings own their path and trust that everything is working out in the time that it should She has a book called Trust Your Timing, which is about using astrology to better understand yourself, specifically about how to understand yourselves in relationships. And she also has a weekly podcast called Astrology with Alice. I love this conversation and I'm really excited for you to hear it. I'm even more excited to announce that as of last week, my next chapter in love course is live This course is such a labor of love. It really is a course that I've worked so hard to bring to you based on all of my personal experience, turning 33, going through a big breakup and feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm unexpectedly single in my 30s. I had no idea that this would be my life's path. I had no idea that I would end up dating again at this age. And I was in this limbo place of wanting to get to know my single self and own my timelines, but also at the same time, consciously date and not forget that 
I wanted to meet a life partner. It's something that I was really ready for. And during this time, I I got really confused. I didn't feel like I needed a dating coach. I just needed some guidance of how I could really find that balance between owning my single life, but also not forgetting to be proactive and go out and try to meet somebody. And I just wish I had a course like this that I've now created for you that basically simplifies everything. And it's full of amazing coaching tools that are going to help you at this stage. So this is really aimed for those of you who are currently single or maybe you've recently been thinking about going through a breakup and you're ready for those next stages and you're ready to upgrade your love life. So during the course, it helps you to reflect and really focus on your mindset about relationships. So what's holding you back? And I teach you how to find those beliefs and then how to reframe them. I also have many tools about how to look at your past relationships and reflect and analyze and see how your dating patterns are affecting what's currently going on with you. I also have a whole module in there about acceptance, which is a lot about building hope and grieving the other path that you didn't take and really accepting where you are right now on your own path that maybe is quite different from the expectations that you had of where you would be at this point. And then the big dating module, which is basically lots of lots of pills of wisdom of how to go out there and date with a healthy, conscious mindset. To celebrate the launch of this long-awaited course for the month of January, you can get it at a special launch price of $299 instead of $399, which it will go up to as of February the 1st. So if you're listening to this in real time, go and check out the course. You can go to the link in my podcast notes, or you can also go onto my Instagram into the uh, bio on my profile, and you can find the details there. And of course, you can go to www.turning30coach.com and find all the details there. I'm really excited to bring this course to life and I know that it's going to be such a game changer for so many of you who are single and who want to build your next chapter in love and make it look really different. Okay, let's dive into the episode. Hi Alice and welcome to the podcast. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. It has been such a long time coming having a guest on to talk about astrology and Saturn returns, especially Mm -hmm. because anybody who knows anything about what a Saturn return is, and we're going to dive into that obviously in the episode, when they hear about my coaching niche Mm -hmm. and my my brand, they say, oh my God, Saturn returns. And I'm like, yes, it's it's super relevant. So really excited to dive in. Before we do that, I would love to hear just a little intro about how you mm-hmm. ended up becoming the astrologer for British Vogue. So tell, tell us everything about your journey to where you are today. Yeah, so I started out like my first job out of college. Well, first of all, I went to grad school for fashion journalism because I thought I wanted to be like a magazine editor, like writing about fashion. That was kind of my dream at that time in my early 20s. And then So I interned a lot on the side while I was in grad school in London, and then I moved to New York and I got a job as an assistant working at Vogue.com in the US. So I was 
like doing a lot for um, helping put together shoots for the website. I also like assisted the digital director of Vogue.com. And like that was my dream job at first. But after a few months there or almost like a year there, I started to be like, is this all there is? Like, I am not fully passionate about this job as I once was. And during that time, I discovered astrology. Well, I guess I had always like kind of kept track of my horoscope and knew I was an Aquarius, but didn't really know much about astrology by that point. But right around the time I turned 25 was when I like figured out how to read my birth chart and started practicing giving readings to people. And then over the course of the next year, I built my business up and eventually felt confident enough in my astrology business to leave that job at Vogue and set out as a full-time astrologer. And then from there, British Vogue just happened to reach out about like five months in to me working for myself. And they were like, hi, we've thought about putting horoscopes on our website. Would you like to audition for this role? And so I sent in mock horoscopes. They really liked them. And then, yeah, I've been doing horoscopes for them for almost five years. Wow. So, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I love that. I love the parts of your journey where you started off, like you said, with this dream of doing something else. That's what you really thought that you wanted in your mm -hmm. early 20s. And then how that evolved. That's exactly what happened on my journey. Yeah. I uh, was a lawyer. And oh my God, well, whoa. It wasn't, it wasn't necessarily the same as what, what you did, but it was that feeling of starting a job and I think I was 25 at the time when mm -hmm. I started actually yeah uh, working in the law firm after many many years of studying and challenges to get to there and then being after a very short amount of time exactly like you said is this mm -hmm. it you know it looked almost like it looks good from the outside it's what you mm -hmm. should do but then actually internally it just didn't it wasn't a good fit at all and that yeah. led me to obviously going along it wasn't as quick a route as discovering what you have discovering astrology but yeah. discovering a new path and, and deciding yeah. something new which actually happened to me when I was I was turning 30 during oh my, God. my so that was your return. Saturn return story what's your yeah. rising sign I am a cancer is that I have a lot of cancer on my chart but is cancer like your sun sign oh, that's like cancer is my sun sign do you know yes. your rising by chance I think it's cancer as well Okay. If that's the case, then yeah, your Saturn return would have been a lot about relationships. And then also, well, actually, what year are you born in? 1987. So I'm not 36. Okay. So I think you have Saturn and Sagittarius. Yeah. So that would have been a lot about changes at work because Sagittarius is your sixth house. You probably have Saturn in the sixth in your chart if you're a Cancer yeah. rising. So that's literally like, how do I find deeper meaning in the work that I'm doing? And that was like a huge theme for you, 28, 29, 30 huge that's theme. so crazy yeah it was like for me you know it, I did ha I did have a, a, also uh, big transitions in terms of relationships during that time but for me definitely uh career was at the forefront of that more mm -hmm. so than relationships it was and exactly like you said well, I love how you could just know that off by heart it's yeah <laughs> <laughs> such incredible knowledge like just to want all the listeners to know that I had not prepped Alice at all before this conversation with anything to do with my chart she literally just did that like super <laughs> spontaneous so wow amazing yeah. kudos and yeah like it was all about finding that passion or the lack of passion that was missing in mm -hmm. law was something that I was chasing after when it came to studying coaching and, and to help mm -hmm. people so yeah that was my Saturn return so let's dive into what a Saturn return is yeah. I'm actually never in three and a half years of the turning 30 podcast I haven't mm -hmm. really spoken about a Saturn return. So oh I God. obviously know about it 
please can you explain it to someone who maybe has never heard of it before yes so everyone has like their birth chart and you have all these different planets in your birth chart like venus and mars and saturn is one of those planets so The Saturn return is a transit. So when we're thinking about more quickly moving transits, like a new or a full moon that happens every month, like that's something that you're seeing more regularly. Whereas transit Saturn takes about 29 years to make its way through all signs of the Zodiac and return to the same sign and position it was in at the moment you were born. So this happens to everyone right around the age of 29. 29 is definitely the most intense year of the Saturn return but you kind of start to feel it in the lead up to that age, like as early as like 27, 28, and then into 30. But the Saturn return, first, like looking at the definition of like Saturn as a planet, it's very much a planet that's associated with like longevity and like, what do you want to be committing to in the long term, And how can you have greater structure in a certain area of your life? So often at the Saturn return, depending on what house and sign Saturn is placed in, in your chart, it gets you to reevaluate that part of your life and maybe face any ways you've been restricting yourself or not fully like stepping into confidence or knowing yourself in that part of your life. So for you, it had that theme of like work and maybe up until that Saturn return, it was really like, I don't particularly feel passionate about what I'm doing for a living. Is this really the right path for me? And then that Saturn return came along and forced you to reevaluate and put in more lasting structures that would serve you for the next few decades of your life. So it really gets you to reflect on like, what do I want my life to look like for the next three decades? Like you've been living your life up until that point from zero to 29 a certain way. And then it's like, okay, now I'm my own adult. What's the most important to me? Who and what do I want to commit to? So there's like tough growing pains that really go on at the Saturn return as like maybe relationships fall away that ultimately aren't right. Or you go through this challenging period at work where you really figure out like what is your niche there? Also, sometimes like the topic of like family or health comes up at the Saturn return. But it really depends on like what house is Saturn placed in in your chart and the themes of that house becoming the most prominent during the Saturn return. Well, thank you so much for that explanation. So clear, so many things I want to unpack, but Mm -hmm. you know, whenever I just hear somebody explain to me Saturn return, I'm like, it's so crazy because it's exactly what I went through. And also so many, you know, of my clients, my community go through, it's so apt. And for me, it really was my 29th birthday. It was Mm -hmm. my, I always say my turning 30 crisis began the week after my 29th birthday. And obviously I know you don't have my chart in front of you, but from what you're saying, it's just, that was my Saturn return beginning. And what I wanted to ask, which you just mentioned at the start about, use the word tough growing pains. Mm -hmm. And I think that many people who know about Saturn return know that although often the outcome once you've gone through it is is incredible because you go through a transition and you make changes and you can really grow and like you said make long lasting decisions decisions and changes it's not easy and mm-hmm. no. can you elaborate a little bit more on it being mm-hmm. tough well, what what did you mean by that and what do you see when people are going through Saturn returns that mm-hmm. would maybe cause them to to struggle 
Yeah. So I feel like a big part of it, I guess, going through like different areas of your life and how that might manifest, like with relationships, it's often like this is a time where people are splitting off and figuring out like what direction do they want to go in. So Saturn introduces this feeling of like separateness and kind of feeling isolated. So sometimes people don't feel as close to their friends or their friends are moving a different moving into a different life phase that maybe you're not ready for yet or things just like aren't the same as they were in your mm. early 20s. And then also in romantic relationships, it's often a time where you're like, okay, I've been engaging in these certain dating patterns up until this point. Like, how am I going to change my mindset around romantic relationships? Or do I really want to commit to this person further that I'm seeing? And if that isn't a relationship that has felt right, that Saturn return will often bring about the ending because it's like that person is ultimately not meant to be your person in the long term. But like on a more positive note, sometimes the Saturn return can be a time of like, learning what real commitment looks like with someone and like maybe getting married or moving in with a partner or having like the first major relationship. And then like with career, it can be really tough because Saturn is a lot about putting in a lot of hard work and not seeing immediate results. So it can feel like you have all these responsibilities and things going on at work, but it's like, where's the payoff? And like, why is this taking so long? I would say that was a big feeling I experienced in my own Saturn return was like, when is this, when am I going to see results here? Why do I feel so like stuck? And why is everything so frustrating? Mm, yeah. And I think I'm coming at it just in terms of turning 30 transitions in general, mm -hmm. when we first start to go through those big growing pains and, and almost like get and come into awareness and decide, okay, you know, things are changing, whether it's career, relationships, or different areas, mm -hmm. that you feel that frustration, like you said, that frustration of it being like a longer process that you have to go through. Mm -hmm. But I'm a big believer, in, and I don't know if you are too, of it's just something, it's a rite of passage. It's something that yeah. you have to, we have to go through. And I wanted to ask you, you know, what would you suggest or almost like what advice could you give for somebody who is really feeling their Saturn return? Like maybe they're just about to mm -hmm. enter it or they're already like in the, in the depths of it for how mm -hmm. to, for how to cope with it. And is it something, this is a silly question, but does yeah. everyone have one or do some people just not really feel it? Like, is it just kind of some people just breeze through it? Everyone has a Saturn return. It, some people have more challenging Saturn returns, maybe placed on based on like where Saturn's placed in their chart or like mm -hmm. what type of personality that person has. Like people who are really like love hard work and challenges and putting in a lot of effort, they might have an easier time with their Saturn return. Whereas someone who's kind of like more of a free spirit, like likes to go with the flow, that Saturn return might be really annoying and challenging because it, Saturn mm. doesn't really allow for like that type of energy. It's not like a fun, light time. It's more like put your head down, do the work, find, I don't know. It's like more of a time where you want to be focused on like the smaller everyday structures in your life. So like really getting a routine in place for yourself, maybe being mindful of like how you're treating your body, kind of just figuring out what will serve me in the long term. It's not about like immediate gratification for mm. a couple year period. Got you. Really interesting. So you mentioned already a little bit about your Saturn return mm -hmm. being in relation to career, that feeling of frustration, like when, yeah. you know, when will it happen? 
Uh, can you elaborate a little bit about yeah. your own Saturn return and just share with us a little bit what you've been, what you've gone through? Yeah. So Saturn is located in my seventh house in my chart. So the seventh house has a lot to do with one-on-one relationships. So having Saturn there throughout my teens and twenties, like I had never really had a real romantic relationship and dating was something I really struggled with. I didn't have a lot of confidence in that area of my life. I was always kind of like looking for the other person to like me rather than me deciding, do I even like this person? Is this Mm. someone I want to commit to? So at the time when that Saturn return started, I had this like internal feeling of like, I need to raise my dating standards and get like really clear on what I will and won't tolerate. And I ended up getting together with my now fiance during my Saturn return. So that was like my first adult relationship where I learned what commitment looked like, how to be a partner, learning how to compromise with someone. And then also like, I didn't mention this before, but it's not only important to look at where is Saturn, what house is it placed in your chart, but also what houses are ruled by Capricorn and Aquarius. This gets a little more complex, um, but Saturn rules those two signs of Capricorn and Aquarius. So those parts of your chart become relevant as well. So Saturn ruling my sixth house, as well, my six houses ruled by Capricorn is kind of similar to what you went through at your Saturn return, where it's like a lot of stress and pressure at work. Also, health stuff was big for me at the Saturn return because mm. I wasn't someone that really like took care of my body that well. And it brought up a lot of health problems in order for me to like prioritize that more. How long does a Saturn return usually last like it's he's mentioned 29 to was it 32 did you say so it varies from person to person usually like the exact moment when saturn returns to the same degree it was in in your birth chart is that whole age of 29 so definitely that year but Mm. i also count the saturn return as the entire time saturn is in the sign in which it was in when you were born so you having saturn in sagittarius that whole Saturn return was like 2015 through the end of 2017 for you. Okay, um, so each person would, it would depend on their birth chart and they would have to get like an, a reading exactly. to, to you understand. Would kind of have, yeah, because it varies from like, Saturn basically spends a two and a half to three years in a sign, but some people are born like in the earlier part of that time frame, mm. whereas others are born in the later part. But typically it embodies that period of like 27 to 30, peaking at 29. Okay, understand. Got you. Yeah. So are there any other really significant ages that as well as Saturn return? Mm -hmm. Because as obviously we know, Saturn return is very relevant for Mm -hmm. everyone listening, I'm sure. And for this age that I am, you know, I'm I'm focusing on in my coaching. However, I am 36 and a half and I'm Mm -hmm. going through another year that I feel like is a little bit like a my 29th year like it really honestly feels like maybe not as transitory but it definitely has similar elements of like Mm -hmm. rebirth and like feeling like a new identity and yeah I was wondering are there other significant ages that come up or is it like Saturn return is the is the big one No, like, I mean, Saturn returns the most talked about, but Saturn also has these other cycles where kind of a similar Saturn theme repeats in seven year increments. So seven, 14, 21, 28, 29, and now 36. So it's so interesting that you're that age because you're seven years on from that Saturn return at 29. So you're at your Saturn square. 
Saturn's in Pisces squaring that Saturn and Sagittarius placement. So you are feeling again, those themes of like maybe a bit of frustration at work or like what's next? Like what, how can I build more structures in my business or at work? That type of energy might be coming through. 36 is like such a major age. So that's interesting that like you're in that phase right now. Also like the mid early to mid forties is really big as well, because that's a Saturn opposition. So again, the similar energy to a Saturn return, particular, particularly around the age of 42, 43. And then you get a Uranus opposition. So that age is kind of like, I refer to it as the astrology, the midlife crisis, because it's really like, how do I release myself from all these ways I've been holding myself back and be mm. more of my like independent person and really embrace these qualities that set me apart. And it's a time of like breaking free from restrictions. And yeah, yeah, that's like what the early 40s are about. So that's a t that's a difficult one. So, wow. For all of those watching on YouTube, I literally have my mouth wide open when you were like, yeah, 36 is like yeah. another, wow, like another age because yeah, like I'm really experiencing it. Actually, mm -hmm. it is about career, but this time like more like relationship and mm -hmm. entering new phase of life. And yeah. wow, it's so strong. It's so crazy to think how, you know, for anybody who is not a believer in astrology or doesn't know about it, like mm -hmm. it really does come up like it's you know I'm not somebody who knew any of this before I didn't know about 36 Saturn return I never knew about it honestly yeah. even after I chose my uh, niche and started sharing about it and started coaching people and only then did I discover it and it's just so interesting how how apt yeah. it is and how how true it is yeah that's what I love using astrology the most for is like recognizing these like patterns that keep coming up throughout your entire life like you're never fully done doing work on yourself mm. and it's like these critical ages are the turning points when those topics become more relevant wow i love it so you've written a book called yes. trust your timing which yes the title just is everything just love it <laughs> thank you because so much of what we talk about here over at turning 30 is about you know really trusting your own path trusting your own timelines really like letting go of where you thought you would be and I would love you to just share a little bit about the content of the book obviously it's in relation to to astrology and how you can use your yes. your, your birth chart to basically trust your own timing yes, and it's specifically yeah. in relation to to love in, to, yes, in, in yes. relationships uh which is obviously the key the key thing that we are talking about especially at the moment I have a course just about to come out about building your next chapter in I love, love and a big part of the course is talking about how to trust and have faith and and really hold on to that concept that you are things are happening for you as they should so mm -hmm. I'd love to just hear a little bit from you about your about the book itself but also about your perception about timing yeah yeah so the inspiration for the inspiration for the book came from really how I got into astrology, which was to understand my dating patterns, like reading my birth chart and understanding like, oh, my moon is placed here. My Venus is in this part of my chart. My Mars is here. This is in my seventh house. All these elements of the chart that indicate how you act in relationships. That's what really got me hooked on astrology. So I wanted to do a book where it was really understanding your birth chart and how that shows like your approach to dating and relationships just so you can be more self-aware of that area of your life so rather than worrying about am i compatible with this sign does this sign work with mine it's like taking the power into your own hands and understanding like 
is this really someone I want to be involved with? What are certain areas I can improve upon in how I approach dating and relationships? Mm. And then the final part of the book is about the timing where it's how to apply transits. So where the planets are currently in the sky to your birth chart to understand when you might have periods of greater dating activity or when a major milestone event might take place in a relationship. And that could be something like positive, like getting engaged or married, or it could be something like going through a stressful breakup or having a hard time in a relationship for a year or several month long period. So it's understanding that timing when it comes to relationships, because you don't, my whole thing was like, I felt like I always had to be on the apps all the time and looking for someone and talking to some new romantic interest. And learning astrology helped me to realize that wasn't the case. Like there are certain times in your life when relationships are a bigger focus. And then there are certain years where that's just not the priority. So would you say based on somebody's birth chart that they could then take it into their own hands by, for example, deciding, okay, for the next year, according to my birth mm -hmm. chart, it's not a good time for me to get into a relationship. It's more about other things. Maybe it's about career. Maybe it's about my health, myself, all those other things. Would you then recommend to somebody to, for example, not almost like go to not feed into that friction of trying to go on the apps and just letting go and saying, no, I'm not going to try. Yes, exactly. Or even if you still want to try, maybe just go into it with like not super high expectations like if you enjoy dating for the fun of it but like for people like me who would get super fixated on like when am I why is this not working out why does mm. this person not like me it can be very helpful because it's like it's not working out because it's not the right time for that and do you really see that to be true that like you you actually see it a lot with, with people yes, that you work yes. with that their chart really does dictate when it is a good time for them to to meet yes. somebody yeah, I did. I looked at like so many charts and like identified what specific transits were going on when they got into relationships or hit a major relationship milestone. And it was like the same patterns over and over again. And I also like timed when I got into my own relationship. So I've seen mm. it work like for myself too. Wow. I really want to send you my... Yeah. <laughs> was it supposed to happen then? Because I went through a huge breakup when I was 33 okay. of a four-year relationship and then was single for two years and really felt, especially in that first year after the breakup, that I was like, okay, I'm really ready to start dating now. I was really mm -hmm. like, oh my mm -hmm. God, I'm in my 30s. I need to meet someone. I want to have kids. And uh, really tried to go out there and put myself out there in, in the apps. And, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. every time I would date, I would be like, just, I just don't even want to like underneath yeah. underlying it just felt almost like dissonant it was like I'm doing it for the sake of doing mm -hmm, it but mm -hmm. really the truth is this isn't my priority right now I yeah. never had my I never had my chart read at that point so I obviously didn't know but it yeah. sounds to me like that could be because it just wasn't meant for me at that point exactly yeah and so you went was that breakup 2020 2021 the breakup was 2020 the middle of 2020 okay, okay yeah that was like if if you're right about the being a cancer rising, that was mm -hmm. like a ton of seventh house and then leading into eighth house transits, which are all about like changes in relationship and maybe like having issues that were underlying, like coming to light at that time. So that makes there total were, sense. There were many issues. Yeah. <laughs> time, for sure. Yeah. So that's really interesting because I think that's so many people. I know a lot of the listeners and a lot of my, my community really feel this constant pressure to be on the apps that you mentioned mm -hmm. already before that it's such a a feeling of if I'm not on the apps then I'm not doing mm -hmm. enough do you feel that you're 
almost take on it gives people permission to just not feel that pressure. Yeah. And also like when you do, if you learn how to read transits on your own and you see that it's an upcoming time for relationships, it doesn't, it also doesn't mean that you have to get back on the apps and start trying to force something to happen. It's like that stuff naturally occurs. Like relationships naturally come up when the astrology lines up for that to be the case. Mm. It's actually opened up a really interesting question in that's I keep getting when I mm-hmm. open a quick Q&A box and I sometimes I get asked questions in my Instagram and I really have to like sit and think about it before I answer mm-hmm. and somebody sent one the other day that was like do you believe in destiny of meeting somebody mm-hmm. and if so what can you do and like should I still take action I can't remember exactly how they worded it but I got to thinking about if we fully trust our timing then how can mm-hmm. we almost like reconcile that with still doing things if that makes sense it's like if you read a chart and you know okay this specific year or this specific Mm -hmm. transit isn't a good time to meet someone so just if you want you can like you said if you enjoy dating but if not don't don't do it the resistance to that is well what if you're not doing enough you know that can be sad but also that Mm -hmm. feeling of and I'm sure people say this to you back to you like well should I just stop then like then I wouldn't create an opportunity what do you think about that do you think that it is all like destined and we sh- we can sit back and wait for it to happen or do you think that there is more of an active part that we play in our in our future yeah I love this question I'm always thinking about like fate versus free will and like how much yeah. of your life is fated and I think a lot of it is but I would say when these time periods come along it's not like the planets have a cause and effect on your life like a planet isn't forcing things upon you like you still have to put in some effort too so it's like you have to remain open to saying yes to like going out and meeting people like if you're just like locked away in your apartment like chances are is that relationship gonna find you but at the same time it's like when those transits come along you'll naturally feel like ready to meet new people so it's not like something you're trying to force. Like astrology mm. is simply reflecting what you're already feeling in your intuition. So a lot of times before a relationship transit comes along, it's like maybe you have this internal feeling of, I would like to meet someone soon and I'm going to start like saying yes to more social plans or joining certain like hobbies where I might meet someone. It's something that happens more naturally. Yeah, no, I love that answer because I think that it's what I was thinking that I would reply when I get around to doing the answers for the Q&A was basically Mm -hmm. saying, yes, I do believe in meant to be, I do believe in destiny and that almost like the path is written in some way, but Mm -hmm. you shouldn't be a a passerby, like a bystander in your own fate. Like it's all about exactly what you said, like taking control, but it's interesting to hear your take on it that if you like according to your birth chart you'll feel like you you'll have an urge to do it anyway like it won't be dissonant it won't feel exactly like friction yeah what if it it does still feel like friction then maybe it's just not the right moment for you like a a question Mm. I get a lot is like did people seeing that they had a relationship transit and it didn't happen for them and they're like did I miss my opportunity and I'm like no you didn't miss your opportunity like there's going to be other moments when similar themes arise again and dating and relationships are a bigger focus it's not like you had this one chance and you missed out on it because you didn't feel 
like dating at that time. Mm. Do people get panicked about that when they're reading their chart? That yeah, have yeah, to be a they're like, way? yeah, they're like, everything says like 2023 was my relationship year and nothing happened. And I'm like, well, there will be other moments in the future. And there's kind of like with astrology, you have to take in so many moving parts at one time as well that if you're reading things online, like for my sign, I'm supposed to have like love in this year. It's obviously not going to be that's not going to be true for like a 12th of the population. It's really interesting that you brought this up. I actually wanted to say it before Mm -hmm. and didn't have the opportunity. So I'm glad that you did that. I think so many, so many of us are so were uneducated in astrology, myself included, before I actually had a client who was an astrologist um, a couple of years ago, and she mm-hmm. really helped me educate myself on it. And she actually came into my group program and did a, um, a workshop and did my own, did a separate reading for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And I really understood that astrology isn't what we think it is, which is just our sun signs. Yeah. And, <laughs> and that's it. And we think, and then people dismiss it because they think, oh, well, the 12th of a, a 12th of the population can't mm-hmm. all be this personality type because we're all born in you know in this time on these specific dates so yeah I just wanted to almost just say that out loud for everyone listening that yeah if you don't know that much about astrology the birth chart is an amazing place to start because Mm -hmm. it's so much more complicated than just okay I was born on this date and this is my what we call our our horoscope our sign yeah Um, yeah and you mentioned before about in dating when people just say, oh, he's yeah. the, other, the other person is this sign and then it means something. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I hate just not that. true. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to ask you to elaborate on that. Do you find a lot of people when they are dating have a friend who's like, oh no she's a cancer and she's like that's it I can't date another cancer it's too much it's too intense I'm like that's it if a man tells me he's a cancer I'm not dating him and I'm like no don't say that (laughs) I know I hate that because it like gives astrology a bad reputation I guess um because I feel like that's why men hate astrology so much is because the people that they're dating like don't want to date them because they're a certain sign but synastry which is that comparison of one person's chart to another person's chart it's very complex and astrology ultimately is not able to say you are or you you're not compatible with this person like comparing your chart and your planets and your signs to someone else's just simply shows like where the relationship might encounter where the relationship might encounter challenges and where it might flow more easily so there's really no such thing as like you are you're not compatible with this sign Oh, that's so interesting. So even if somebody was to do a full analysis of both of their charts together, it mm-hmm. would never come out as, well, you would never interpret that as, yeah, oh, no, no, not no. a good match. Like, there's a way around it. No, I would never tell someone that. I might be like, okay, well, maybe you might struggle to communicate in this area, or maybe you kind of like have a lack of trust with this person. Or on a more positive note, like maybe they have like a great sense of humor and you guys love to travel together. It can show things like that, but it's not showing will it work or will it not Mm, work. Yeah. And I love that because like you said, I think people have this perception of it being almost like a rule. And therefore, mm-hmm. because, because of a misconception, what does your fiance think about uh, <laughs> astrology? Is he like really into it? Is he, was he when yeah. you met him? Like, I'd love to hear a little bit about that. Yes, he's very open to it, which I love. Um, he showed up to our first date, having read my British Vogue weekly horoscopes. He had done research on like what his sun, moon and rising meant. And that like was very important to me because 
I can't date someone that like is just very closed off to astrology. And I liked how he was open to it. And he continues to like learn more about it as we've been dating. Like now he'll give little predictions for his friends. Like his friend will be like, oh, am I going to have like career change coming up? And he's like, well, this planet's in this sign. So yes. So it's cute to see Uh, him like learn a little bit. Yeah. And in terms of trusting your own timing and your own chart mm-hmm. was when you met him and when even when you got engaged, was that something you mentioned before that it was your own experience that really gave you the, the evidence yes. that it works? But is that also what happened for you? Yeah, it was. Um, I had seen for a while, like a couple years before it happened, that like February of 2021 was like a huge relationship transit for me. Like I was like, I wonder what's going to happen then because I've been single for like five years up until that point. And this was also then like COVID happened and there was like no outdoor dining going on. I was making no effort to date and February, 2021 came up and I was like, is this really going to happen? Like starting to doubt that. And then like an Instagram follower DM'd me and kind of set me up with him. So it really happened like when it was meant to. And that's kind of why it's like, just trust. You don't have to force these things. Like when it's meant to happen, it'll happen. Oh my gosh, I'm going to send you my birth chart afterwards because it's really interesting. (laughs) I'll tell you why. Because it's interesting for me because I met my partner before, like we were friends for like a year and a half, two years. We met like three years before we actually started our relationship mm-hmm. in the work in, 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 at our old jobs. And then afterwards we became friends and only one and a half years after we became friends and we were seeing each other a lot, like in a platon- platonic way, did mm-hmm. we actually um, start dating. And yeah. I'd love to see if that was because of yeah. our charts or because of my specific chart that maybe there was something in there that wasn't open and ready, like we said, because it was during this time that I felt that friction. So yeah. it'll be really interesting yeah. to see if that lines up. Yeah, I'd be curious to see like, how is the meeting each other different from yeah the like turning it into something romantic? Yeah. Wow. Okay. If you don't mind, I'm going. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to see. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. So what would you say to anybody who is listening to this and who is struggling with that feeling of trusting their timing when it comes to dating and relationships? Like what advice would you give them? I would say, I always say just like focus on what you love and what feels natural to you at the moment. Like even if you don't know astrology and it's way too complicated for you to learn, like, again, astrology is only reflecting what you're feeling in your intuition. So just listen, like, is this a time for me where I want to be dating? Or is this a time where I want to focus on myself and my career, or my family, some a- other area? And yeah, I just feel like when you're in touch with what you want for yourself at a certain time, things flow more easily. Mm. Yeah. Wow. I believe that so much as well. Thank you so much. It's been so amazing for me. So educational having you on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, If somebody would like to get their chart uh, Mm -hmm. read or learn more about you, buy your book, where can they find out more about you? Yes. um, You can find me on Instagram at StockAlice. My website is alicebellastrology.com. I'm also on Substack with uh, Astrology with Alice. And that's where I do like very in-depth monthly horoscopes, which are fun. And then I also have a weekly podcast called Astrology with Alice, where I go over the astrology for the week ahead and what you can expect. Amazing. Going to listen to that because you've literally convinced me time and time (laughs) again in this episode that 
it really is like something yeah. I should be uh, focusing on. So yeah, thank you so, so much. And I will see everybody on the podcast next week.